inherited way of being. What an exciting topic. So I put up on my Instagram this week, I put a poll up and I asked, would you rather talk about inherited way of being or would you rather talk about collaborative curiosity? And I gave a short description of both. And inherited way of being won by a landslide, which surprised me. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics, but I just didn't think there'd be as much interest. And so the way I defined it in my post was inherited way of being, uh, knowing how our ancestors influencing our values, being, and beliefs enables us to heal future generations. And this topic is in many ways what started my passion and love and journey into cognitive science. So what does self-awareness look like for you today? So as you're sitting here, what does self-awareness look like? What actions, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors will come from your own self-awareness today? Uh, in, in that self-awareness, will you think, feel, and behave past a need of, for survival? And, and, and with that self-awareness, are you also aware of other people? Like, are you making decisions based off of others' thoughts, feelings, and behaviors? Is, is compassion a factor in making decisions for you? So I ask those questions because it's easy to just flow throughout our day, right? Autopiloted uh, in our self-awareness without ever actually asking, where did my way of being come from? But if humans are going to upgrade, like if our system is going to upgrade, we have to ask where our conscious selves come from. Because there was a time when our ancestors did not have the cognitive capacity for empathy or compassion or even joy. The hardware that they had uh, gave them one instruction, and that instruction was survive. And in order to get to a state of self-awareness that you have right now at this moment, they had to have several experiences. Our ancestors had to encounter something that seemed more equipped than them to survive. Uh, they had to have experiences that were mysterious and that couldn't be solved with physical senses. Right. They, they had to band together with others at some point. And, and in community, they had to develop systems of punishment or reward. Our ancestors had to experience what it was like to live with more than you need to survive. They had to experience what is it like to have abundance. Uh, they had to experience affection and, and, and love. And they had to come up with deeper definitions of purpose. Uh, and when and, and when our ancestors, when they have these experiences, the human nervous system reacts, right? And when it reacts, the theory is that something called a V-meme is created in your brain. And this, this V-meme or value meme is psychocultural DNA, and it acts as behavioral instructions for us. And these instructions then are passed down generationally. So in other words, uh, V-memes are created from two spaces, right? They're created from two places. The first one is they're created from an experience in your own life. So you have an experience, your, your nervous system reacts, uh, and it creates behavioral instructions. But the second one is that they are passed down from our ancestors based off of experience that they had. And most of our psychocultural DNA 
is inherent. Most of it comes from experiences that we didn't have, but that our fathers and mothers and their fathers and their mothers and so on and so on had. And so if you curiously start to look at how others think and feel and behave, you can begin to get a glimpse into their ancestral story. How cool is that? But if you begin to curiously look at how you think, feel, and behave, you also begin to understand your story. And, and more than that is that you can intentionally and positively change future generation stories. I want to pause and ask this question. What are some of the traits that have been passed down to you? What are some of the thoughts and feelings and behaviors that have been given to you that you see in your parents, that you see in your grandparents, that you see in your ancestors? What are some of those thoughts and feelings and behaviors? In, in a focus group I ran around this subject, uh, I had a person whose dad walked out on him at an early age. And to hear him tell that story, like he physically, like with his own eyes, watched his dad walk out. And, and, and he wrestled with this statement, why wasn't I good enough to keep my father around? It was the question that seemed to control his life and every decision that he made. And, and as we dug into his origin story, which was so painful for him, and, and I was so humbled to be a guide in that, we found that we could trace back five generations of absent fathers. Five generations of, of kids asking, why was I not good enough to keep my father around? So when he looked at his own kids, um, they had something encoded in them asking, why am I not good enough for my dad? Like there was, there was, there was psychocultural DNA there uh, with that question pre-coded into their minds. And if my focus group participant wanted to remove this from his family's cognitive coding, he could start by intentionally proving to his children every day that they were good and that he wanted them no matter what. There's a responsibility here. Much of our future psychocultural DNA is determined by our present choices. Uh, and I am, I am left with so many questions. Caution or fear? Curiosity or judgment? Generosity or hoarding? Beauty or despair? What is it that I want to pass down? 